You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside. It is The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy 4th of July Eve. Uh, staying with the holiday theme, uh, Jason and Rob in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, as well, as I was waiting, I thought we'd have a Hamilton open, Rob, because finally Hamilton's here. You know, we counted down this week to Bobby Bonilla Day. We celebrated that, and now Hamilton's here today. And, you know, maybe you could do the show by yourself because my daughter's going to want to fire up Hamilton as soon as she wakes up. Everybody is so worked up about it and excited. Uh, the hottest Broadway show for a long time, trying to even get tickets. I never got to see it. I, I'm a Broadway show guy. I've been to a lot. Uh, uh, probably one of my greatest things I, I saw. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. I just forgot. Um it was so good. Phantom so of the good, o- no Phantom of the Opera in Sydney, Australia, from center fourth row. I mean, you want to talk about an unbelievable seat and moment. I saw the Lion King on Broadway, uh, fourth row center, unbelievable. I had goosebumps with that. So many different shows, but Hamilton, it's the rage. I I, I know everybody's crazy. No, oh, it's I mean, there's really. I look at, like, there's my life before I saw Hamilton and then the life after you see Hamilton because all you do is listen to the music over and over and over and over again. It's 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 crazy. I, I, I wasn't ready for the type of phenomenon that it was. And then I saw it and I said, we got to see it again. And then I took my daughter to go see it. And all listen. That's when we go in, what do you want to listen to? Put in Hamilton. And we listen to Hamilton songs all the time. It's like three years now. It's like there's been no new music. Like, the world has stopped. It's, we listened to Hamilton three years ago. We're still listening to Hamilton today. And today, now that movie's going to come out, and people who never got a chance to see it are going to see it over and over again. Because you think and, how and big it makes sense. It, yeah. it makes sense. You got a captive audience. You know, now if you're ever going to do it, I think this is the time. It's perfect. Yeah, it's happened. Well, look, this is a big week overall in sports because you know, we talk about counting down, and obviously, yes, Hamilton's a very big deal, and 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 uh, you know, Rob will do some of the songs later on. He'll learn some. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, no, I'll be singing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if I were a rich man, I mean, I'm still on Fiddler on the Roof. I know oh, all those so- songs. <laughs> what? That's outdated I am. Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> what you was know, that, a play like in the 1960s? Yes. Seriously. <laughs> Anna Tefka, okay. I belong in Anna Tefka. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You you were right to become a writer. I mean, that yes, was, that I think was, you, so. You were hundred hundred percent. And I was barely a writer, so you know. <laughs> Your parents would say to you, "No, no, follow that dream. That's yes. the dream you follow. Follow that dream." But like today's a huge day because Major League Baseball. It's like today. The last couple of days have been the pre-celebration days because today finally we're going to get to hear from players. There's going to be a lot of interviews. There's wall-to-wall coverage planned on many different networks as baseball players started to report on Wednesday, took their coronavirus test, and now as they get cleared, we're going to see workouts. There's going to be we're going to actually see video of baseball players throwing balls to each other and hitting and and everything else that's going to feel as close to normal a time as it is in sports because now okay baseball is going to start now it is early July instead of the early part of April but I feel like this last couple of days or especially today now is like phase two of sports is now happening like for so long we had these conversations about how sports is going to come back and and when it comes back and how it's going to be and how are we going to do it and let's face it I was not ready that the the overwhelming compelling storyline every day of of when sports 
sports is going to come back, how much that was going to feed us the past three months. I thought, okay, after a while, when is sports coming back is going to fade and we're going to do different things. But every day there was something different with sports, whether it was football or baseball or basketball that, hey, oh, here's, all right, here's a new thing to come back. Here's another wrinkle here. Here's a big thing that could stop it. Here's a great thing that could advance it. And this was every single day. But at some point, we got to get to the next phase. And since we're in phases in the country of reopening or stopping or reopening, this is like the next phase of, of, of sports because now we've gotten team sports to the point where here are players, they are going to be here, and they're actually on the field. And while we are going through still how do you navigate COVID-19, we're actually here and doing it rather than talking about it. And that's why today is like, should be a great big – these last couple of days, but especially today, should be a great big day of, okay, we're going to try it. We're going to try sports. Baseball's going to try it. We're here. And, and you know, hopefully we can, we can gather some of this, you know, positivity and happiness and, okay, baseball's here. Now let's see how it goes. Uh, especially, Jason, when you consider, you know, what's going on in the country and some of the states that rushed to reopen and, you know, let their hair down. Now they got the pushback from the virus. And, you know, people are like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And, you know, some people are like, are, is sports really going to come back now with this second wave? But I'm with you. I think that once you start to see the players in their uniforms and they're on the field and they're trying to make it happen. These leagues are going to try. And and I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to be the outcome and how many te- players test positive. And it's the same thing with the NBA and the bubble. You know, uh, both sports, baseball will be a week before and, and get it going, hopefully, what, July 23rd or 4th, Jason, and then mm-hmm. the NBA the following week. So we're on the cusp. I don't know. Football is still there. They've already gotten rid of two of the preseason games. They're not going to do the Hall of Fame game, so they're making steps so that you can kind of like get straight to trying to play the regular season. So I agree with you. I'm excited. I did write a column for uh, Deadspin.com, my weekly column there, and it was an open letter to MLB America, Jason, which was basically that – don't listen to the naysayers and all the people who are trying to delegitimize um, Major League Baseball for its 60-game season. Hello, is this a microphone on? It's a pandemic. I'll take 60 games, Jason, given where we are. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what, what are we expecting? I, I'm serious. If we can get 60 games in and a, a full postseason, I'm good. The late, great Sparky Anderson, who I got to cover when I was a columnist in Detroit. I thought you used said to you were always, barely a writer. Well, I, yeah. And now you're, now you're name dropping. I made it you to were a barely columnist. A writer. I know, right? Okay, wait. I was barely a writer, and then in the last minute, it's about, I'm, I'm going to name drop my column on Deadspin that I'm writing. Name drop Sparky Anderson, who I covered. Thank you. So are you a writer or barely a writer? <laughs> uh, okay, one? I was a writer for a long time. <laughs> and, and Sparky used to always talk about, Jason, how – Baseball's really decided by 42 games. When you really think about it, he used to say most teams win at least 60 and most teams, even the good ones, lose at least 60, right? Mm-hmm. So there's your 120. And the difference between most teams is what happens with those 42 games. And, and he's right on the money on that. And, and that's where 60 games deciding – what's going to happen and who's going to be. I'm cool with that 
in a pandemic. There's some other things I, I'm not that crazy about. I don't, I'm not a DH guy, and, and I guess, you know, it, it'll be okay, I guess. To, uh, but once they add it to me, I believe they're going to keep it. The other thing is putting the man on second base uh, to start extra innings. I'm, 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 I'm not cool with that. I want to see how that looks. We don't have that many extra inning games. I don't know what the need is for that, but I, I'm going to embrace baseball, Jason, no matter what it comes in, and uh, I'm happy about it. I'm excited, and I'm, I, and I'm going to watch the Fast and Furious season. You know why? Because there's only going to be 60. It'll be over like that. <laughs> Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today here on Fox. Well, first of all, the the you know, just real quick on the on the runner leading off a of second base. I'm I'm happy with that because the Mets can lose games faster that way. I mean their bullpen stinks anyway. You put a guy on second base, they'll lose really fast. I won't have to worry about long and drawn out losses. I can just get it over with right get away. Get it over with as quickly yeah. as possible. Well, I, like I, when you I, go to the dentist, they go just pull the tooth right away. Just uh, you just pull it right away. Let's not get into anything. Don't worry about a cleaning it, just pull the tooth and I can do it. But, you know, the, the thing about sports, and, and, and you brought in everything as we're trying to get back, and, and fans, I get it. They're still a little upset. All of us are upset because of what's happened in our lives the past few months. It's been upheaval, and, we you know, we thought we were opening, getting past it, and it turns out because, you know, we wound up not opening smartly enough. We, you know, that's had to hit a pause, and now who knows the, the land we're in right now. We're, you know, living it day to day. But... Right now, I get it. Fans are upset. Okay, here's this. What's what's the season going to be like? But to have a little bit more vision on it and just think about, all right, all right people are not going to come back to baseball when the games start. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to come back. It's going to be a 60-game sprint, unlike anything we've seen before. It cuts through the clutter. You know, we're going to remember this pandemic season more than we remember most any other season. Can you, if you, you know, years from now, someone's going to say, can you remember what happened in, in baseball in 2017? Oh, 2017, what was that? Ask people right now, what happened in 2009 in Major League Base? What happened in 2002? The Yankees won the World Series in 2009. Yeah, you can can guess that a lot and be right. But, you know, what do you know about the season? No, I I remember was this. But 2020, oh, the pandemic season. That's when A, B, and C happened. And we're still going to have, by the time the season ends, a normal playoff in the cold weather, just like we normally get, and it's going to seem like, okay, the pandemic, as long as we get to play, the pandemic is behind us. We're going to get, in, no matter what it is, even for the NBA, for Major League Baseball, by the time it gets to it in the playoffs and the deeper rounds, everybody's going to be into it as much as they were before. I get the the skepticism and getting some of the anger out now before the game starts, but once they start, everybody's coming back to it. We've been waiting for this for so long that once, that once all that does begin, we're ready. And you'll see baseball be embraced even when it's just workout video. And, and what, what I think I can see for us in, in radio and in TV and, and uh, you know, while, while all the different shows that are on is we're going to talk about baseball and basketball every day like we talked about the NFL leading up to the draft in, you know, in the pandemic. What were we talking right. about in a pandemic? It was really just football because the other sports were done. They weren't coming back for a while, and we pushed forward with football like we normally would. There was free agency going on. Then it was the lead-up to the draft, and every day we would talk football and the draft, and, what, and that took up a lot of programming, and I think that's what you're going to see for the majority of July is every day it's going to be, okay, who are your new favorites here? Who can do well? Let's rank. Who are the top five teams coming back? Who are going to be the top five teams that could surprise? 
in Major League Baseball and the NBA. And that's kind of what the next month is going to be on the radio. It's okay, these sports are coming back now, and now we're going to get into more on-the-field preview stuff, which I think is going to be welcome for everybody involved. No doubt. It, it, it will be, and I think people, as soon as – because it'll be a sense of normalcy. Even though the stands will be empty, and I get that, it'll be a different look. But I'll be able to put on a ball game at night, you know, in the house and have my dinner and watch and, and uh, you know, and there'll be some fantastic finishes and big home runs and, and you'll go, okay, this is, what, this is what we're used to. You know, life is, is, is kind of coming back a little bit. I got a ball game to watch at night. I mean, this has been unbelievable when you really think about how intertwined uh, sports is into the American culture and what we've had to – uh, deal with the last four months or so. So I, I, I'm, I'm welcome in baseball. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big day. It's a celebratory day, and even for the NBA too, because they're figuring things out. And now it looks like the bubble looks it looks like it's going to be the best idea for them. But you know, we're going to get to see both of these ideas unfold, and and you know, that's the other fascinating part of the return of baseball today is that all right, we have two sports coming back, and there's two philosophies of how we're going to play. There's putting everybody in a bubble, and there's letting everybody do their normal thing, train with their team open air and, and, and see how it goes. And we're going to see how both of these things, which is the better idea? Because if the bubble works, I guarantee you sports in the fall are going to come back and say, okay, we need a bubble. And if baseball works better, it's going to be, okay, nope, we don't need a bubble. We can do it. We can do it that way. So this is also going to be a fascinating thing to watch as, as every day goes on. Here's how baseball's doing it. What's going on with positive COVID-19 tests. Here's how the NBA is doing it. You know, who's on the snitch line telling everybody that, oh, I saw a car come in to, uh, you know, LeBron's, uh, uh, where he where he's staying, and I don't know that that was an approved car, and you know that that daily drama is going to be so much fun too to follow as as which one's better because like whichever one works out better, other sports are going to say yeah, write me down for it. They're going to copycat it, and they probably should because if that's the way forward, that's the way forward. Yeah, the old snitch line, you got that in there. The pick up the phone and dime out. <laughs> Uh, you know, one of your fellow players, hey, he just brought in two. I just saw him come in with two chicks. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I don't know. He's going to blow the bubble. Uh, you know, that, that, the whole, oh God. The whole did idea you, of did that. Did you really just, just say much. chicks, really? Just yeah, just chicks. A couple chicks. You're I know. insane. Unbelievable. Uh, I told yeah, you I'm still living in the 60s. I, I know. I can't yeah, you help are. It. You are. I, I, I think I think for Deadspin, you should do a story. You should be on the snitch line one night, and that's, that right? and that's your story. You're the guy running the snitch line, and, then, and, and, and you write about it. I think, I think that's a story that for you. That would be a fun story. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Uh, we're in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got more on baseball coming up throughout the show, but maybe you either woke up this morning or went to bed last night going A, B to the – Texans is Antonio Brown going to be on the Texans what does this mean for Deshaun Watson everybody else is this a real thing we get into that big story coming up next keep it right here this is Fox Sports Radio be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app Fox Sports Radio welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show Dan and the Danettes with the day off. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for them today. And uh, maybe last night you were going to bed, check Twitter real fast, or woke up this morning and you see why is A-B to the Texans trending? 
at the top of Twitter, and I'm like, oh, my God, what, really? Did the Texans sign Antonio Brown? And I'm thinking, did Bill O'Brien really do this? I mean, that's the first thing, Rob Parker, that came to me was, okay, Bill O'Brien has made so many horrendous trades. Did he really sign off on getting Antonio Brown? And it turns out Chad Johnson put out a tweet saying AB to the Texans with praying hands, and it kind of went from there as Brown has been sending out videos, making sure to post videos every five minutes. Look, I'm working out. I'm at Russell Wilson's field. I'm here. I'm working out with this quarterback, all trying to get his way back into the National Football League as if by putting stuff on social media, it's going to force people to sign him. It was really crazy last night. Yeah, those things are out. I mean, uh, you know, is Chad Johnson, is he uh... – is he a reporter now? You know how athletes love to, like, throw stuff out. They got a little information. You know, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. They know something. They've had a conversation with somebody. And with social media, they throw those things out. So my only thing is um, when it comes to A.B., like, like how long is this investigation by the NFL? There should be some sort of, you know, training camp is not that far away is he disqualified? Is he on the exempt list where he can't play? What is it? Enough already. You know, there were allegations. Did they investigate it? At some point, this guy's still young enough and can still play. We saw he had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll with the uh, Patriots, and uh, that was a good look for uh, a couple of games. We saw him, right? We know he can play. We know he's a playmaker. So, I'm ready to have a ruling from the commissioner, and uh, let's let's do that. Uh, we're still waiting for a Robert Kraft uh, uh, investigation wrapping up, right? I, I don't remember that story uh, going away. Has that been has that been concluded? I'm just asking, Jason. You no, know, it's one of those things that kind of was there, and then hey, if it goes away, we can we can we can just forget about it. I didn't That's forget about it, Roger Goodell, and I'm gonna keep talking about it until you address it. Okay, you always talk about protecting the shield. I want to know what happened down in Florida. I want details. But I do want to know if A.B. is going to be available. If he's they- available and I'm a team that needs a wide receiver, we come on, Jason. This yeah. guy had six of the greatest seasons ever by a wide receiver. Would you admit that? Of course he did. He's also been out of the game for a while and can't last more than five minutes without finding his way out of town. You know, that's the other side of the coin with A.B. too. So let's figure things out. Let's head to the hotline, bring in Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Adam, what's happening? Good morning, my friend. Good morning. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, I've, I've known you guys for a long time, so it's great the three of us could be on the air. So, yeah, I've been listening in. Um, look, with Antonio Brown, someday he'll play in the National Football League, and I, I felt that way uh, you know, in my hits on uh, the network for the last year. I said it's simply a, it, it's an off-the-field issue. Uh, the comfortability of it with, with NFL teams and whether he'll get cleared or not. Now, uh, my, my understanding is the expectation would, would be, um, it, you know, if a team wants to sign him, uh, he'll wind up being suspended first, and then they'll, we have no idea how long it'll be. And then the other thing is you guys were talking about this. Because of COVID, it's hard to get these investigations done because you really, it's hard for you to get people to get cleared to be interviewed. Uh, with Brown, Antonio Brown, there are so many off-the-field issues over the last three years. You got to get through it. You got to get. You have to interview people and see what's real and what's not. It's very, very difficult. But one thing I've learned and covered the NFL for 21 years, guys. Teams, when they want to win, we saw the Patriots do it last year, and then obviously they cut him after that one game. They will do whatever they have to do to win, and that's why he will get a job again. 
I, I totally agree. As long as he can play, once he can't play, then it's not worth the headache. But I'm with you. I, I, I think a guy of that talent, he's not 40 years old trying to play a wide receiver in the NFL. He's still a young guy. And that little glimpse we saw in New England, uh, that, that piqued people's interest. Oh, yeah, he looked great. Yeah, it was against Miami on the road. And you know, it was just crazy how he, he, was, he had not been there very long. And all of a sudden, uh, he lights it up. He, he, he turns 32, by the way, next week. Uh, he's a guy that's really, really durable. The, the thing is, it's re- the amazing thing about Antonio Brown is talking to guys who've, who've worked with him. You never had to worry about him on the field in terms of production and the one-two. It's what would happen, whether it was in the locker room, going Facebook Live, which you never do, uh, and everything else that, that he's done off the field, that's where you get concerned, and that, that, which, by the way, you can't control as a club. It's really up to the player. But no one doubts the, the talent level. He's absolutely lost nothing. And he's, if he retires today, just based on statistics, he's, an NFL Hall, he's a pro football Hall of Famer. There's no question in my mind. Adam, is is there any truth to the story about AB to the Texans? Is this something? Is there, are they one of the teams that's interested in signing him potentially? Uh, look, the, the Texans, by the way, are still loaded wide receiver. Jason, even after the trade with uh, of Hopkins, they, they have not. Uh, from what I understand, they have not done anything on this yet. Um, the Seahawks have been rumored that what that is. Russell Wilson went on record apparently saying that he'd like to have him. He's interested in him because he worked out with him. That doesn't mean that the, the, the GM or the head coach wants the player. That, that's the thing with all these rumors. It's generally player-driven, players that have a relationship with the player. It's not club-driven. I think that sometimes you have to, you have to be careful. When, it, when one of the star quarterback it, it hints in social media or works out with a player, that doesn't mean, okay, that does not mean that the club wants him. Adam, we, we obviously have to talk about, I, I don't say the team name, Washington's NFL yeah. franchise, but, you know, it's been talked about forever about changing that name. And now once you get sponsors involved, and we saw, go to Nike.com and try yep. to order yep. a Washington NFL team jersey or hat or anything, and it's gone, vanished. Uh, how serious is this? And, and, and do you expect this name to be changed? All right, so Daniel Snyder, I, I, when I was at ESPN many years ago, I remember working on the story. Just talk to, the, talk to Washington. We won't say their team name for the sake of this conversation. Yes. Talking to Washington's football team and, and their people in their business area, uh, owner Daniel Snyder was defiant. He said he would never change it. Now, Rob, you just talked about it. And this, this is what matters more to football teams. When sponsors pull out, that changes the way that owners think. Then they go, uh-oh, I'm losing money. I'm losing a lot of money. And if they pull out and they get lawyers involved, then the owners could face with the decision. Daniel Snyder could be defined all he wants. And based on the, the social climate right now, this is one battle, despite him owning the football team, he's probably going to lose. Now, I could tell you, as of this morning, there's been nothing from Washington's football team that would suggest that he's willing to change it right now. A couple more weeks, I'd st- I I think we're going to start thinking about changing that narrative. I think in the end he's going to have to come up with something. Uh, and by the way, it, I could tell you fans over the years love to be involved with name changes and come at, when you have expansion teams, they love to be involved with voting online. They could actually make this really, really fun for, the, for their fans instead of making it a negative situation, which the owner has done really for the last seven years. And 
if you really do research on this situation, the the length that the, the Redskins, sorry for mentioning that, but it, it happens. I, I get it. I mean, yeah, they, the, the length that they did to shut this down to get people to stop talking about it, it was just it's pretty bad that the way that they did it many years ago on uh, doing research on it. But I don't think this in this situation. What you did, Rob, you just said it, and you're right. When sponsors pull out completely, and you mentioned Nike, and, and by the way, Fr- Fred Smith uh, from from FedEx, and who, right. by the way, FedEx Field is what the Redskins own. If they pull out, they got Daniel Snyder's not going to have a choice here. And, and, and let me just follow up here. Uh, and the NFL at some point will have to get involved too because these sponsors if the NFL is supposedly woke now and, and they're going to do the, the uh, uh, black national anthem before every game at game one and week one, and they've spot, they're going to put up $250 million over 10 years, but they still have a team in their ranks that has a racist uh, nickname. Do you know what I mean? So at some point they might have to prod uh, Daniel Schneider to, to do the right thing because in this climate with the changing and statues coming down and the Confederate flag going away, and at the state of Mississippi has removed, is going to remove the Confederate flag from its flag. I mean, how in the world can he survive this? Yeah, but, Rob, there are bylaws in the National Football League where there's only so much from a league level that, that they can get involved with. They can't tell the owner how to handle his football team. And let, now, now we saw the NBA with Donald Sterling. Uh, when you could prove that something's racist or someone is racist who owns a, football, a basketball team, uh, we know that um, Adam Silver, the, the commissioner, did the right thing. They're going to have they, they would have the NFL from a commissioner's level would have to get involved and feel like uh, the name Redskins is racist, and they they would have to back that belief. If they did, that'll change the narrative. Right now, they're not involved with it. They were not involved with it, by the way. I'm told uh, the last time this came up. So just keep that in mind. Adam Kaplan with us, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. All right, uh, lastly for me, Adam, as, as we get uh, you know past everything going on, we're looking at the field, we're seeing all plans being made, other sports returning. The NFL has started the last few days uh, uh, to bend a little bit in, in, in their plans. They, they canceled two preseason games. I think they're going to wind up canceling two more. Uh, is everything still going to be on pace? We're going to start week one, beginning of September, because already there are some players who are saying maybe – the report date is going to be in doubt for the the end of July. Well, Jason, first of all, training camps, which were the first thing you had, they are going full steam ahead with that. And the issue is now how many players are you going to allow on your roster? Is it going to be 90-man rosters for training camps? Is it going to be 75? The, the NFLPA and NFL working through that. As far as the regular season, they're still going full steam ahead. You know, the, the NFL, to their credit, when – Everyone was up in arms about having free agency. They had it. They didn't move it back. They had it as it was scheduled. Um, for the draft, when people said they shouldn't have the draft, the GMs drafted from the homes. They're, 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 very, they're very much reactive uh, on situations for the right, for the right reasons. Uh, they've been incredibly proactive in COVID prevention, the best that they could. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, right now, um, talking to people involved, they're going to be – their belief is they'll open up on time, but – with the flexibility, Jason, if they have to move the, the beginning of the season back. Uh, the other thing is, which you didn't mention, which we should mention, it's very important. Uh, we all know this is probably going to happen. It's, it's, there's no way to put a percentage on it, but I can tell you this. It, I, I, just, I don't think it's likely we'll have fans this season. Uh, I don't know how you could, you could prevent. First of all, you know, the league, uh, it's been reported out there by the Athletic that at, at, at 
at the very least, they're going to ask fans potentially to sign waivers. I just don't know how you could you could avoid get, getting people sick. I don't care if you have testing coming in. Don't forget, folks, a lot of the infections are with people who are asymptomatic and then eventually have it. So I, I just don't think it's preventable, but I applaud the league for doing all that they have done. He's on Twitter, at KaplanNFL. That is at KaplanNFL. Good to talk to you during That's the day, right. my friend. Oh, man, uh, Adam. Have a great too. weekend, my man. I appreciate man. you guys. Stay, stay well. Thank you. You too. Take it easy. Great stuff there. Always fun visit from Adam Kaplan. And, you know, Rob, th- this is the typical story of, you know, the, the FedEx controversy. You know, they want the Washington Redskins to change their nickname. Is that for the longest time, I mean, this was being fought through the aughts and the early parts of the teens uh, in, 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 in this country with, with Daniel Snyder, who was very adamant that we're not changing the name. And he showed all research saying that, you know, the majority of Native Americans don't think this term is offensive and all. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. But the minute it was money, the minute that FedEx, who sponsors the field, says we'd like you to change your name, the minute Nike is saying we're not going to sell merchandise now, the minute that suddenly money is affecting it, this is when you're going to see a change because because they're not going to sit here and say, okay, we're going to lose all kinds of money because of our name. Now people are not going to buy our gear. We're going to have different sporting good apparel companies not sell it. This is what's going to wind up doing it. And it's also sad, but it's also kind of ends justifying the means and that, okay, fine, if that's what it takes for the nickname to change finally once and for all that's kind of what it takes and and here it is money and this is what's doing it it's always money cindy lopper sang sang the song money changes everything that is exactly you like that money changes everything (laughs) (laughs) all right right. so at least you went from the beginning of the show you went from a 1960s broadway reference you're into 80s music so that's good that's okay you're my money changes everything i'm sorry (laughs) off the she's so unusual lp it's cindy lopper with money changes everything uh but 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 it does it does come down to that and i i really believe he's gonna have two choices which is sell the team to save face because he said it would never happen under his watch or to just acquiesce and, and, and conform and make the change. Those are, to me, the only two changes because, Jason, all the other sponsors, once they read what happened yesterday with – you're talking about Pepsi and FedEx and Nike. If you're another sponsor, the mayor of Washington has already said, if you're building a new stadium – it won't be in the district with that name. It will not be in the city limits. That, 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 that's what's in front. So all the other sponsors have to look at themselves and how do they answer to their customers and, and to their shareholders when all these big companies are doing what they're doing. It's a financial squeeze. And, and he won't have a choice. You can stand on principle when it ain't about money, and it's just about putting up some bogus poll that Native Americans are, they want the name to stay, stay and it's about pride, and, and we're celebrating the Native Americans, which is all BS, and he got away with that. But as statues come down all over this country and name changes, Uncle Ben's out of work, Aunt Jemima's out of work, mm-hmm. look at what's going on. <laughs> They're talking about changing uh, uh, forts all over the country that have... Um, Confederate and, and, and soldiers and, and, and whatnot, generals, their names are, are going to potentially come down. Look at what's going on. The, 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 the Confederate flag is no longer welcome 
at NASCAR, I mean, it's lightning fast what's happening in the changes. This is going to be lightning fast. This is going to happen, Jason. I never thought it would. I wasn't sure. And I could go back to 1992 when I was covering the World Series and I was in Atlanta, the Braves and the Blue Jays and Native Americans were outside the stadium and they wanted the, the tomahawk chop to stop. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not new, but this is a different America right now and a different climate. And if Daniel Snyder doesn't get on it, he's going to be out of it. Watch and see. Well, I'll tell you exactly how this is going to play out. And it, the first thing is, is I get that there's blowback on stories like this. We have to change everything. Why do we have to change? You know, the look, Mount Rushmore is now uh, under question of should it change. Just because something was accepted and around for a long time doesn't mean it was a good idea. All right, and then that's what you have to differentiate yourself. It is a different time now, and things that were that were looked at that had racist pasts are now no longer. You can say, okay, but we can blow it off and move on to other things or ignore it. No, now we're at the time where now we're going to do something about it, and and a lot of things were around, and it doesn't mean they were a good idea. Certainly, uh, the Confederate flag, whatever glory it had, you know, for for people in the South that wanted to look at it as a symbol of 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 of, of them Southern and, heritage and, 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 and or whatever. Heritage, right. It's all also a symbol of slavery and and discrimination and so people have to and they were traitors they tried to overthrow the united states government i don't know why people don't understand that and and it's like i said but it was acceptable for a long time but now you have to realize that things aren't accept just because they were around doesn't mean it was okay and you know you mentioned a lot of those brands look the dixie chicks are changing their name you know because of the, the the connotation with dixie all of these things but for daniel snyder He's going to survive this because it's not like he, you know, uh, you know, brought the team into the NFL and said Redskins is the nickname. He has stood to keep the nickname for a long time, and obviously he has had some sort of support on it because had he not, it would have happened. But now he's going to be the guy to finally say, okay, we'll change the name. We'll do something. As Adam Kaplan referenced, we'll have something fun. We will, you know, let the fans rename the team. We'll come up with something else, and everybody will calm down and go, okay, Daniel Snyder finally did the right thing, and we'll move forward. He'll wind up keeping the team. It, it's, it's, if he says, we don't change the nickname, I either sell the team, we're not changing the nickname, well, that's, but he's not going to do that. He wants to continue to be an NFL owner. He's going to continue to own the team. He'll eventually say, all right, we'll change it, and then everybody will back off, and he'll, he'll wind up being the, the the Washington team owner uh, like he has been. I I don't see this ending with him being out in the NFL. It would take a meltdown. I mean, this is a guy who said it would never happen under his watch, and he's been very quiet during everything that's happened. I'm just – some guys who are rich guys like that, they don't ever want to be wrong, and they're not going to be told what to do. So, Jason, I think what you're saying – I, I I hear you, but but when it comes to Daniel Schneider, I'm not so sure that he's going to conform because guys like that dig in and don't want to. It's it's my toy, and you're not going to tell me what to do with it. I I'm telling you, this is going to be a war. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Dan. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. We got more football on the way. We'll get into AB potentially coming back in a few minutes, but coming up next. It's going to be a real different 4th of July weekend than we're normally used to, and that extends to the hot dog eating contest. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, it's the Rob Parker dance party. Oh, man. Rob's rubbing himself down with hot oil right now, spraying champagne over his head. Hey, Excited. you already know Cindy Lauper. Come on, I'm all in on Cindy, that girl from Queens. Are you kidding? <laughs> the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Rob Parker are in for Dan and the Danettes today on the show. Uh, do you suffer from lead foot? Do goosebumps appear for no reason? Stop living with uninspired performance. Visit mbusa.com slash AMG and find out if a Mercedes AMG coupe sedan or SUV is right for you. Mercedes AMG driving performance so as you get said I, I assume Cindy Larp will be in heavy rotation your uh, celebratory weekend here for the 4th of July absolutely she's in the rotation in the car <laughs> definitely when I'm driving around that is I got my favorite 100 songs and she is in there a couple times Cindy Lauper for sure I thought for a second you were going to say she's in the rotation and instead of saying the car I thought you were going to say the cars are in the rotation no no like, no <laughs> the, the, hey I okay. do like the cars <laughs> Uh, but it is going to be a different weekend uh, as far as for all of us, you know, celebrating 4th of July, however it's going to be at, at cookouts. And please, everybody, be safe. You know, do it smartly so the country can continue to reopen. Uh, but, you know, usually everybody, no matter what you're doing on, on the weekend, you peek in on the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. And it's going to be much different this year. Gone is going to be the big crowd at Coney Island and everybody in the hot sun. Instead, the hot dog eating contest is going to be done in a private indoor location nearby because you simply can't do it and, and subscribe to the social distancing laws. Joey Chestnut, who has won, you know, 12 times, says he's going to set a record, Rob, because the, the eating conditions are going to be better. And we first you see that and go, oh, my God, really eating conditions. But, you know, eating hot dogs in a, in a cool environment where you're, you're not in the hot sun and sweating your ass off. I, I, that, I, I would rather eat more in that situation than, than, than what they do for Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I, I can't doubt the guy. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a, a little different because I think the crowd adds to it. And, uh, you know, when I when I do, I'm I'm the biggest hot dog connoisseur going. I love hot dogs. I owned a hot dog restaurant in Detroit called All Star Dogs. Uh, Jason, you know this uh, from New York. I sold the Sabret hot dogs with the red onion sauce that you get in the push carts <laughs> on the street in New York, right? With the spicy brown mustard. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I think I need a cigarette after this talking about the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh yeah. nobody talks about hot dogs i don't uh, think joey chestnut talks about hot dogs like that i mean uh, you know and the nathan's you know there's so many good ones when you go to yankee stadium i think this is the thing that's unbelievable and and, and jason i know you're a mets guy but uh there's not too many places you go to a ballpark where they serve more than one hot dog and when you go to yankee stadium they sell sabrettes they sell nathan's Hebrew National, do you know what I mean? Like you can get yeah. th three, and they all have distinct different tastes. Taste, am I right? No, you're right. But I, I'll be honest with you, Rob. Is is you know, in all that time, you coming out all the ball games I came to, I go to Chavez Ravine, and I will get two hot dogs at a time. Because Dodger, I, I don't know what it is. Dodger dogs are phenomenal. And I'll get the, it, it's, and I'll eat it, and it'll be gone in like a second. And I go, oh my God, I just ate that really fast. I'm so glad I bought a second one. 
I'm, I'm so glad I got two. And I'll, and I'll slow down and eat that one a little bit slower. But, man, I'll tell you what, Dodger dogs, I, I don't know what it is. It's just so, it's a food that's made that you can, I can just keep eating. It's like eating bacon. Like, I just keep eating it and eating it, and it doesn't matter. You can just eat it forever. You know, certain so, food will fill you up and go, oh, I can't do it. I'm, I'm so full. No, no, no. Those hot dogs, like bacon, I can eat forever. It's just, and when I was a kid, I always go back to, I was about 12 years old, a barbecue, it might have been the 4th of July or something like that. I can remember eating 12 hot dogs with all my buddies as a 12-year-old. So I was practicing to be Joey Chestnut. It didn't happen, but I, I love them. You know, your, your parents should have pushed you. and You know, they should have gotten you into a camp or some kind of training schedule with a personal hot dog coach, and look where you could be right now. I think Twitter I did all about, right. <laughs> Twitter at Alba to Fresca. Rob at Rob Parker, FS1. AB, back to the NFL. That's next.